my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where we are recapping a All Blacks loss, their second for 2021 this morning against the Irish 29-20. And as always, I'd like to throw the right to my guest to get his thoughts on what was a pretty ugly performance from the All Blacks. Uh, Yes, well, our predictions were pretty good, weren't they? (laughs) Pretty spot on the money there. They just played better than us, I thought. Just out and out, like, their defence was unreal. We made too many mistakes. Hardly had the ball. I think we made, what, 100 more tackles than they had to. And just key points in the game, they just took them better than we did. I think the, the I mean, the biggest takeaway for me was, like, one tackling. I think at one point during that first half, we'd made close to four times as many tackles. And when they knocked the ball on, I think it was in the 40th minute, they had like a line out and they botched it. And when the All Blacks like went in oh, yeah, up 10-5, yeah, and I was just like, how the fuck have the All Blacks defended, you know, like that well and are leading at the break? Like, I would have been up, yeah. I would have been satisfied if I was an All Black, you know, only being down by a try, given how well that the Irish were playing and how well they recycled the ball. And who, who would have thought they would outscore us in the second half? And that's usually when we put away teams, you know what I mean? Exactly. Not, not yeah. many would have seen that coming. No, and overall, I thought that had the All Blacks somehow come away and won that game, like they fucking pulled it out of their ass. But yeah, it wouldn't have been a surprise that they've done it. How many yeah, times? I, I, I like my thinking. Like even though I wasn't, yeah, satisfied with the way that the All Blacks played in that first half, I thought they did really well to come away with the lead. And I actually thought that that might go against the Irish, the fact that they played so well for the opening forty and minutes. And only got five points. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. And I thought that might have knocked their confidence. Them. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't. Um, the opposite, eh? Coupled with the All Blacks, I mean, like, just none of their passes were sticking. Fuck, their kicking yeah. was atrocious. Like, nothing was contestable. Mate, don't yeah. even get me started on Piranara and, like, why they went to his box kicking, because... He played the 480 as well, didn't he? Bro, I have no idea why Finlay Christie... Yeah. Like, I get the magnitude of the game, and he's relatively green, but I just didn't think and- Piranara played well. And you look at the way Gibson Park played, I guess that's why they played him over Murray, just that quick ball around the rock. Yeah, exactly. He was on fire. And, yeah, and they, and they even brought Murray on for the last 10 minutes, like as well as Gibson mm. Park had been playing. And even the, the Irish forwards, I think they the commentary team said that they had like close to 200 caps on the bench between them. And then just to have that luxury of bringing those guys on, and they made a difference. Particularly, mm. uh, who was it? The, I think like the replacement loose forward who won that penalty after... Havili made the oh, break? It, yeah, after, on the James Lowe tackle. Mm, mm. I think that was, uh, honestly, I think that was a key point of the whole game. I feel like if we recycled that ball, we could have got onto scoring, but they ended up getting the penalty, slightly kick, sort of took the game away at that stage. I think just some of the option taking that the All Blacks had, like I think there was a point with about 10, 15 to go where David Havili put in a cross kick, trying to find Will Jordan, yeah. and it got plucked by the Irish forward. I mean, fuck, every Irish player played well. Who were your standouts? Surely. Oh, the heart. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. The, the, I thought I thought that the, that whole forward pack fronted up. Um, yeah. What's the center? Ringrose? Yeah, Ringrose played well. well. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Jamison Gibson Park played well. Yeah, all around, all I, I don't remember up. him being such an astute kicker of the ball. On, all the Kiwis on the Irish team, sorry, got up. 
Yeah. Of of all the players well. that I thought, I wouldn't say that it didn't play well, but I didn't think um, he was up to scratch with the rest of the team, was the guy who was celebrating his 100 test. Sexton, Sexton. I thought his, his goal mm. kicking was average. And I mean, I've never really rated him as a player full stop. He's but, getting old now as well, eh? He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting bro. to see if he um, sticks around for the next World Cup as well, if he persists with him. Mm. And I thought the All Blacks obviously had a game plan to target him. He got taken off. Yeah. He got it's a couple of shots off the ball from time to time. Mm. Uh, what you know, which I get. I, I know that a lot of the the top tier teams doesn't matter who you look at at what level. You know, whether it be club, provincial, Super Rugby, Test, that they try and get a bit of niggle into the game drivers to set them off their game, but. Just some yeah. of the stuff that the All Blacks are doing was pretty stupid um, and, and ultimately cost them. But just, yeah, just some of the number of dumb penalties. The fact that the Irish were doing that well to recycle the ball, you know, you have to give credit to the All Blacks with the way they defended through probably the first 50 minutes. I thought that, you know, you know it was almost inevitable that if they had to keep tackling at that rate, they were going to yeah. break. And that's when the Irish scored their two tries. But I mean, fucks the handling across the park from their Irish team was so impressive. Yeah, they were on fire. Just, eh? Yeah, just just the option taking. You know, I know the All Blacks try to implement it off their pods. You know, they have like you know the lead sort of diamond runner, and it just didn't matter who the guy was standing there. He'd always like make the right call to carry or make the right call to tip or play it out the back, and the All Blacks just couldn't nullify it in the end. Like we we're saying in the in the um, preview, like. They've sort of, bar the World Cup, they've had our number the last few years. They just always seem to get up for us. They've got to beat us, what, three of the last four, is it? Three of the last five, I think. So when they the beat us five. in Chicago, I think we beat them the next time around. And then they beat oh, us yeah. back in Ireland. And then the, um, what, we won the last one, then they just beat us this morning. What did you make of the um, white lock taking the three instead of going for the try? <laughs> we'll Obviously, that- hindsight. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, well, I, oh man, like if you go back and listen to half my podcast, I I bounce back and forth between those types of decisions. But yeah, yeah, I I, I like the call to take three just because I think the the idea that you know you you get three points and if you're within kicking range, which is you know from fucking just inside your own half of Geordie, you can tie the game. Yeah, but we, Um, I mean, obviously, like I said, hindsight, we just weren't in there. Well, that's it, right? I think the fact that we had them under the pump, at, yeah, right under the post as well. So you got a you know midfield scrum, hard and to defend. Yeah, and I thought that the All Black scrum actually had held up all right. Yeah, you just and you have all these attacking weapons. You back the All Blacks to get five, but I guess in a in a crunch game like that, where you know points were hard to come by, I think I can. Yeah, you I probably would have sided more with, with with Whitelock. But yeah, that was always going to be the thing. I'm just like, this would be a fucking big call. He takes a three. Mm. I said, I like it because maybe they feel like they've wrestled back a bit of momentum. Yeah. Yeah, just straight from Well, did that make the score at that stage 23 20, was it? Yep. So yeah, like you said, one try or one more penalty and drawing or leading. Yeah. I mean, there were just there were so many things like when you can point to that team. I mean, like Havili didn't sue himself any favors. Rico Iwani yeah. um, was practically so, a no show. Yeah, Bodie yeah, well, didn't really. It's, and it's hard to say because, you know, like the All Blacks had no ball. So you can yeah. point to that as being the reason why they didn't get themselves into it. But I mean, I still like, feel um, Will Jordan still played quite well considering the ball he got. Yeah. He still but, can seem to just create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. loves a chip and chase. I think that's the problem with wingers, though, is that you can, unless you've got that good enough ball sense to where, you know, and, and he does, he has, he has that 
those instincts to where he just gets in and around the ball and he's almost like the guy that receives the last pass. And as yeah. we've seen, he can sort of make something out of nothing. But when yeah. your insides aren't giving you any front football or anything to work with, there's just really not a lot you what can do. What he missed today, yeah. And, and, and same goes with the back line, that the fact that the All Blacks forwards probably didn't do a, a good enough job to set the platform for them to work off. But I don't, it would have been very interesting for me to see what sort of impact Aaron Smith would have had had he been playing. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm glad he's coming over for the, the French test. Well, that's going to be a well. You know, the, the guy hasn't played any rugby in what in close to a month, and the rugby that he has yeah. played is probably like. But you know, I it's think a, he'll be all right though. But it's but it's whether you it's whether or not you make that call because. You'd it's not like like that, you said. It's not even a month. It's not like he hasn't been playing any footy. Either. He'll still be match fit. Mm, but he'll I, still I, be up for it. I think that'll. And he's always talking yeah. about the the French halfback, eh? How he wants to play against them. Mm. I, I don't know I just feel like it might be almost a sign of desperation from Ian Foster you know wanting to get this last win because you'd have to think that Finlay Christie be, would be the one to be dropped and yeah. Perinara would work himself back to the bench what's is Weber injured yeah he broke he his just, nose oh, last yeah. weekend yeah I uh, gotcha about to say because he was he would have been good to have as well as you mentioned right at the top of the podcast bro I have no idea why Christie didn't come on I've I, I, I mean, I see it from both sides. The fact that you know it, it is a big game, and maybe you want your most experienced players out there. But how do you know a guy can't deliver in the crunch if you don't give him the opportunity? Yeah. And he'd been playing well enough, you know, albeit against yeah, tier two I mean, nations. He's an all back for a reason. Like you, mm. you got to back him. Mm, they talk about trusting. Not like he's and, a scrub off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that's the whole thing with the all backs. They talk about you know it's the it's the power Next of the thirty one or how many ever players are touring. But if you're not going to give them, I think he might have been the only one that didn't end up coming off the bench, bro. Yeah, probably. Because both both backs came off or came on quite early because quite yeah, Matt quite early in the second half. Eh? And, and and Leonard Brown went off, and then they substituted the whole front row at one stage. Um, or I think, or maybe um, Tupo Vai didn't get on, bro. I think he might have been the Who other one. Because Iwani would have come on. Yeah, Iwani came on for Blackout. Yeah, yep. he came on. That forward pass is nearly on. It looked good at a, on a couple of angles. What did you, yeah? What did you make of the the intervention by the referee? Like, oh, just throughout the whole game in general. Yeah, yeah. TMO's getting involved way too much, eh? Sort of. You're almost ruins the game. Ruins the spectacle of watching, at least. It it makes you question, like, what the need is for the referee if everything's if you're not going to leave it to his discretion. And everything's getting bloody looked back over on the on the cameras. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. It makes it a bit shit to watch. I mean, it, go, it goes both ways. So right before Taylor scored his try, when the Irish had their one disallowed, in the moment, I thought that the guy had actually done the wriggle and had the whole double movement. But when the try was awarded, I'm just like, if the referee's played on, it's a try. Like, don't don't yeah. go back and hit the double check. Like, if you were happy with what you saw and you only d- doubted yourself when... I feel the, like for the tries, they're always going to do it. But it's the general and gameplay stuff that annoys me when they're like, three or four phases done and then maybe a knock on then they'll come back with something well before because the TMOs picked something up. That's the ones that annoy me. Again, it's one of those things where if you do it once, you have to do it for the rest of the game. Exactly. Even, so e- even though it might... Early, yeah, yeah. You have to go back on it the whole game. Yeah. As much as you'd be like, fuck, I want them to stop doing that. But it's like, if they make a stupid court at the start of the game and then they don't make it for the rest of the game, they're going to get 
sprayed in the media. So it's like it's almost yeah, like a lose lose for them. At least, eh? Yeah, it's like once you made that commitment, brother, you got to stick with it the whole game. Doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. the wrong call, but you just had to stand by your decision. Yeah, even um, Cody was it Cody Taylor's yellow card? Eh? What a I don't know, eh? Yeah, things just look worse in slow mo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but a letter of the law and the way that I've been wrapping the last couple of years, it's yellow, I guess, but it's pretty soft. I mean, like there's some there's ones that you watch and you're just like, Oh, I'm not sure, but I can see where the referee's going with that. Whereas when yeah. when that hit was initially made, I didn't yeah, I didn't make much of it. And even like it wasn't until they slowed it right, right down because they played it probably like half a dozen times. It wasn't until maybe yeah, yeah. the last one or two that it looked yellow card worthy. But even then, I was just like, any you know, any hit is gonna you're gonna get a certain amount of like whiplash um, in the contact. And once you slow it right down, it just uh, makes it look a lot worse than what it really is. Yeah, but I mean, and, and, and again, that's that's one of those ones where say you know the All Blacks had it gone right down to the wire and it had been a closer contest, you know, that would have been the talking point from it. Um, yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't in the Irish dominated for the full 80. But, yeah, a scrappy game all over um, for the, the referees and, and for the All Blacks. And it shapes for yeah. an interesting thing. It's like, well, now, you know... It shapes if, for a must-win against France. Otherwise, oh. the media is going to be bloody right on Foster and the coaches again. Well, he's got that certainty that he's going to be around with his contract, so I guess he doesn't have to worry about that. But I was going to raise the point that we talked about on Friday, bro. If Barrett's fit and healthy, who gets the slot at 10? Oh, I, like I said last um yeah, in the preview, I think Moanga's going to start. Whether Barrett played good or or not, I feel like they were going to give him, give him a start this week against France. But I guess we'll see come the weekend. Well, it's, just, it's interesting because Barrett only got like half an hour. And yeah. Even though you know he didn't play well, um, and you could didn't argue really that that was, played. yeah, well, Mwanga didn't play no well. One really played well. No, no. Yeah, so when Mwanga come on, he didn't exactly light it up either. And I think like if you're in Barrett's shoes, he's just like, well, I didn't actually get um, a long enough opportunity to stamp my mark in that game, yeah. and so are you going to drop me the next week, given how well I've been playing up until that point? It'll be interesting, right? Uh, like yeah, it always yeah, <laughs> the ten this year has been, been a hot topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I sort of want to put this argument to bed because it's just, it just keeps getting regurgitated. But mm. yeah, just I just I guess the way that that game played out, like of all the scenarios, we have to be talking about who gets to run at ten. You, like we said, I think that had they won or lost, um, Moanga was going to be in there. But it was just the fact that Barrett went off only a third of the way really? into the game. Yeah. So what else do you do? You think they'll make any other big changes? Well, halfback's going to be the interesting one. Oh, yeah, obviously, Aaron Smith will start. The midfield? Yeah. Because that just didn't make a change in there. Well, depending on what how Leonard Brown scrubs up this week, I'm not sure how serious his injury was. Yeah. Um, they might know they might not have a choice but to run Havili and Iwani together. Or if they want to be really bold, they play Havili and Braden Enor and see if there's any familiarity oh, you know, that they can have from... Um, and then go back to the safe back three of what Rico, Will Jordan, and Geordie. Mm. I feel like they might give DMAC a run, eh? Well, that, oh, that, well, sure. that'll, no, well, that'll depend on who plays 10 because if Barrett's playing 10, do they trust Barrett's goal kicking? Yeah, nah. If, if um, Barrett's 10, Geordie will be. Oh, but DMAC can goal kick. Mm, do you, like, are you confident? But I, I'm pretty confident that I think Moanga will be 10 next week. So I don't think Barrett will be starting. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I hope he gets to start. I think that would be the fair thing to do, but I just don't know after what transpired this morning. I, yeah, I, th- I think the bulk of the changes will come in the back climb, but I also wouldn't be surprised as to whether they play Iwani at six because I felt like oh, yeah. that was that was a game. Although, you know, the All Blacks did have fuck all ball that I thought Iwani played all right when he came off. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, and that's a, probably the one thing. Mm, I think that's the one thing that they that, that whole forward pack lacks is outside of Artie Sevilla, who can you back for a decent carry? Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, a lot of... I mean, everything's going to be amplified this week in terms of the decisions as to who plays because I don't think Ian Foster wants to go out with two losses rolling into yeah. next year. Um, Not at all. But yeah, unfortunately, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. And like I've said multiple times, I just get to jump on here with my boys and run the guy down if we lose. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes for good content, bro. As much yeah. as I hate getting up early in the morning to watch them lose. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a, a wrap on this week, brother. Just want to say thank you once again for joining me on the show and can't wait for the next one. Hey, no problem, mate. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Later. Cool.